Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Yeah, well, um, so, let's see. 
said it's open challenges are the new thing in wrestling. If you had to pick a tag from past or present to give an open challenge, who would you choose and why? Oh. If we could have an open challenge, so you're saying if we could if we could defend our belt against any tag team, who would we defend our belt against? Yeah. Uh, probably Doink the Clown. I'd probably go against Doink the Clown and uh, and the little the little Doinks, all of the little Doinks. We could have a handicap match. Maybe uh Uh-oh. maybe six six Doink the Clowns versus the Arch City Mercenaries. I like that. Oh man, we could even put <laughs> Swoggle in there. Maybe Swoggle as a special guest referee. Oh God. Yeah, man. Oh, oh my God. Lord. Guys, welcome to show Godmother of WSB, the band that is a nightmare for managers and tag teams alike. Granny Holster, welcome to the show. Well, hello, B-Train. How are you? Um, on the road. And hello, to our, and hello to our guests. And guys, just um, for you. You may not know who I am. I am not a wrestler, first of all, that being said, but I am a huge fan of this sport that we call wrestling. I like to give the heels lots and lots and lots of grief. So you two sound like somebody that Granny Hulkster would love talking a lot of smack to. Well, bring it on. We're right here. We're right here hanging out on the couch well, waiting you know, for it. I'm in Arkansas, and if you ever come to Oklahoma, you need to check out Wrestling for a Cause because that is a great organization, and I'm really involved in that. And they do wrestling shows for kids that have got cancer. And, you know, it's just it's been going on for about we, – this is we're just celebrating our seventh year. You guys need to come to Oklahoma and and meet Granny in person, and I can just show you what I got. That sounds like a wonderful invite, and uh, we'd be more than happy to oblige. We'll bring our gold on down there sometime. Yeah, we've been to Oklahoma. We like it there. Well, they like us there. We're number one there. You, you might know some of my Oklahoma wrestling buddies. I don't know. I mean, I have a lot of friends that wrestle in Oklahoma, you might know a lot of my Oklahoma wrestling family. We we do have a, a pretty good network. Uh, we may, you may indeed know a few of them. So, yeah, check out Facebook page, and Tim Ross is the promoter and the founder of Wrestling for a Cause, and he would be the person you would need to get in touch with on possibly showing up at WFC. Well, we will definitely look into that. We appreciate the uh, the invite, and uh, we'll definitely uh, definitely look further into that. Well, I must say, um, thank you, Granny, for that wonderful intro. Now, now, okay, guys, I got a question for you. Okay, so while I'm trying to sort through my question, okay, here's one. Of all the tag teams, <clears throat> past, present, future, good tag teams, which one stands out 
the most is watching as non non you know what what tag teams have been these guys got it going on. Like from IWC, from Ring of Honor, from Impact, what tag team makes you go, Oh, I wanna I wanna show these guys a thing or two. Alright, alright. Uh, I like the boys. Dalton Castle. I think the boys are pretty awesome. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big Johnny Impact fan. Also, I know he's not necessarily always tagging with anybody, but I think, uh, I think Johnny Impact is absolutely fantastic. Uh, had the pleasure of, uh, we've had the pleasure of working with, uh, Matt Seidel, formerly Evan Bourne. Uh, he's, he's a fantastic, uh, wrestler, great athlete. Um, there's a lot of guys out there that are, uh, that are over there on Impact and on ROH. Um, obviously, if you're looking at more recognizable names, the Young Bucks are fantastic. Super kick parties, you know. Uh, we have a lot of respect for those guys, for sure. All right, guys, so I understand that you're not only having the show says in DeSoto, Missouri, and wait, 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 hang on, I'm reading the blog, though. Aha, no, I was right, DeSoto, Missouri, and says that that big auto and truck Okay, so speaking of bars, totally random. Have you ever been wrestling and out the corner of your eye caught something really, really like, oh, holy shit, that just happened? Oh. Like, you know? Like, oh, my God, I still got to keep wrestling. Well, yeah, you know what? I take that back, man. Every now and then there's this, this, this crazy dude who shows up and shows with the sweetest white trash mullet I've ever seen, okay? <laughs> they got a sweatband around it, and, and this thing is just blowing. And, I mean, it's really hard to pay attention with, with all that all that partying going on back there. But, you know, you just gotta, you got to stay focused on, on your opponent. Uh, you know, I mean, we're just really good at, you know, being in the pocket, in the zone, no matter what kind of distractions are out there in the crowd, you know, it doesn't matter. I have to agree with my partner there, and as the uh, vice president of the Mullet Club myself, uh, I do believe that, uh, that that mullets can be distractions, but they're glorious. They're absolutely glorious. Okay. So, what's your guys' like motivation to uh, maintain the facade, or not a facade, but like, what's your main motivation as a tag team to let people know, hey, we're not playing around. We actually can represent the tag team championships, and we are a good representation. As most people have been saying, you guys are kind of like. Well, some said, well, they're fortunate they are tech they they're not deserving of it. What do you guys have to say about that? Firstly, I'd like to wonder who would have the audacity to say that they don't believe that we deserve these belts. 
we are the champs, and if if anybody wants to step up and try and take them from us, we'd be more than happy to uh, have a few words with them. And uh, and to answer the first part of your question, I believe that that's really all the motivation we need is to actually have these belts and to keep holding these belts. Uh, you know, we we're not the ones that. Uh, that have gone out there and, and ran our mouth and lost them. We're the ones that, that showed up and uh, and won these things in damn near record time. We've uh, we've only been a tag team for a little over a year now, and we're already the champions. I think uh, I think that right there kind of uh, is enough motivation, enough determination to to uh, prove that we deserve to be where we are. And we'd be happy to go uh, and uh, and talk to anybody that uh, would like to tell us otherwise. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure Granny is. I've given her dreams about this all the time. But you know, kids, they gotta be weary of Granny. Because they, they like hand tossing her to uh, managers and tag teams. She, she has a guitar, and it's quite lethal, you know. She starts singing Beatles songs. And it gets all out of hand sometimes. So I gotta be lie to these boys. Do not lie to these boys. Yes, I got handcuffed to a manager at WFC a year ago uh, because Richard Pierce likes to interfere in the matches, and they came out with a pair of handcuffs and literally handcuffed me to this manager while the match was going on. But I did not sing to him, B-Train. He was just begging for mercy to get unlocked so he could get away from me, but I didn't do any even do anything to the manager. All they did was handcuff me to him. I was a good little girl and just hollered at his tag team because I don't like him. I don't like London Calling at all. And but I did not do anything to Richard Pierce. <laughs> just for the record, I'm just throwing that out there, boys. And I'm just throwing out that out there, guys. But yes, I have had. I have had Tommy Dreamer use my cane at a TCW show, the last TCW show they did in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Tommy Dreamer used my cane on Matt Riviera during that match. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I know. The Grammy's, um, well, she's voluntarily, you know, inflicted pain, mental pain, psychological pain. The point is... The cane out of my hand. I was standing there taking pictures, and he just comes by and takes the cane out of my hand. I hadn't even had my first knee replacement yet, and that's why I was using a cane because of my bad knee. And he just comes and takes the cane out of my hand, and the commentator's like, "Granny, what do you think you're doing? This isn't a fans bring your own weapons match, you know." And Hey, I just let, to, I mean, I'm not going to stop Tommy Dreamer. Hello? I mean, I'm not going to stop him. I'm not going to say, hey, give me my game back, you know. He finally brought it back to me, but, you know, I I was going to let him do what he wanted to do with it. I didn't stop him. Yeah, when Tommy Dreamer yeah. is doing his thing, it's just best to let him do it. <laughs> yeah. You don't interrupt Especially, in what Tommy uh, Dreamer does. I mean, you just. That's very true. So, question for you two, wrestling related, of course, because Carr did not give a wrestling question, but um, what motivated you two to become professional wrestlers? Like, what was the main reason, like, 
Why? Well, there's a short version and a long version, and I'll go ahead and just give you the short version real quick because uh, we don't want to take all of your time. Uh, we've known each other for a long time. We're former musicians. We've traveled the country in a uh, band together for a long, long time. And after doing that for a little over a decade, figured it was time to try a little something else. And uh, so now we're here. Yep. Bag chance. Yep. And uh, I've been avidly into wrestling since I was a child. Um, and it was always a dream of mine to be a musician and a wrestler. And here I am, you know, in my early 30s, getting to do both things, you know. Uh, very, very humbled and, and, and happy to be doing things that I enjoy doing and grateful that uh, somebody gives us the opportunity to do what we do. And, uh, you know, grateful that, you know, we're the tag team champions. So, let's see here. Okay, so if you have any message to give any of the young tag team guys starting out, what message would you give to these young people starting out in the business? Like, what would you tell them to do more of and do less of? Man, I, I, would, I would tell them to do burpees until they throw up. No, no, I'm just kidding. Um. I would I would tell them to uh, practice a lot together because chemistry is everything when you're in the ring. You know, uh, you can tell when two guys are forced to work together, and you can tell when when two guys or two girls are are very comfortable working together. You know, the moves flow; they they're able to, you know, work with the crowd in in, in a very specific manner, and it, it, it's it's very important to work on, on that chemistry. Um, you know, the other thing I would say, you know, not, not just to work on, on your, your technical skills, right. But man, to work on, on your ability to interact with that crowd, because if you're not interacting with that crowd and keeping them engaged, you know, what's the point? And uh, we see, we see a lot of tag teams that, that are very good at uh, crowd engagement, but you know, that's something that we like, you know. We like it when the fans are involved, and we like it when they're, they're, they're noisy. So, you know, I, I recommend young tag teams to work on getting themselves over with the fans or not over with the fans. You know, find something that makes that, that lady in the front row real mad and then just repeat it. <laughs> Granny? I'm, I'm sorry. I had to laugh at that because um, my good, my very good friend Trevor Murdoch, you know, and uh, I, I, I know Trevor personally. He's a very good friend of mine. Um, that same show that I got handcuffed to Richard Pierce at, he actually did a seminar for Tim's wrestlers before the show that afternoon. And being that I pick up merchandise for Tim a lot, um, I'm, my husband and I are always usually there, you know, helping get the show ready, you know, get set up. We volunteer our time and everything. Cause see, we live in Arkansas. They, you know, wrestle in Oklahoma. And Trevor was talking about um, telling the guys how to work the crowd, how to interact with the crowd. That's why I was sitting here laughing to myself when they were talking about this, you know. And he says, he says, go to somebody 
like Granny. Use her as your goal. Make her mad. Kiss her off. <laughs> That's why I had to laugh when they said that. <laughs> yep. It, 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 I just know, thought it, that it was funny. It's so easy. Well, you know, see, when traditional championship wrestling was running, I mean, they still show the old reruns down in Little Rock, Arkansas on TV, even to this day, almost six years later. And I still have had people come up and say, hey, aren't you granny? Aren't you that lady on TCW? And, you know, because I always, whenever I was at their shows, we were always on the front row. They always had me centered, like, right in the center seat, facing the camera, because I interact with these guys so much that they always come to me and they, you know, and for somebody that may be a new fan that maybe, oh, you know, I, I don't know who I should cheer for, who I should boo for, you know, I just tell people, you know, I say, watch me, you know, I will show you who to cheer for, who to boo for, you know, who, who to holler at, you know, whatever. And I have been told numerous times at many different independent shows that I have been at, They'd come up and thank me, you know, Granny, thanks for being here, you know, because you made the show, you know, you really made the show great tonight, you know, and I'm very humbled by that because, you know, being the fan that I have been for so many years, I mean, and I'm proud of my age, guys. I'm not afraid to tell you how old I am. I'm 56 years old, and I love doing what I do. I love seeing their interaction. I mean, it's amazing. I love it. And and I have so much fun doing what I do. You know, that's why I had to laugh when you said that. <laughs> I was <just> like, <laughs> you know, it was amazing. Yeah, it, it, it you know, it, it's just so much fun when you can find that singular person who gets into it as much as you do and you can just feed off of their energy because then it just it's, it's contagious, right? If you get that one person into it, and everybody around them gets into it, and everybody around them gets into it. And before you know it, that, that crowd, that crowd's up in arms, you know, because you zip tied somebody to a barricade and broke his finger, you know. Yeah. Like and 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 I'm uh, and I'm not afraid. Allegedly. And I'm not afraid to. I'm not afraid to interact with any wrestler, even if I don't know them, you know, or I'm meeting them for the first time. I say, bring it on, you know. I mean, I had a wrestler tell me one time, they say, hey, Granny, don't you have a curfew back at the nursing home? And I said, baby, I don't need no curfew. And I grabbed my keys out of my purse and held up my keys and said, baby, I got the keys to the building. You know, I just throw it right back at them. So, you know, and I love it. Good for you. That's awesome. Okay. <clears throat> semantics be semantics. You got to move on to the next question, fellas. If you had to perform in any dream arena of yours, what would it be and why? Um, any dream arena? Hmm. It's a good question. Got you right here in St. Louis. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Well, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, we have the Enterprise Center here in St. Louis. So Sorry, it's a pretty, Enterprise, pretty Center. Enterprise Center here in St. Louis. Changes names all the time. So, um, no, honestly, I think, uh, I think everybody's dream is to, uh, is to, is to go as big as they can. It doesn't get much bigger than Madison Square Garden. So I think that would probably be the place. But if we're talking here on a local level here in, uh, in the Midwest, I think that we would both be, uh, 
be absolutely honored to be able to uh, perform at the Enterprise Center. However, uh, in our former lives as musicians, we we accomplished many of those goals, played some of the most legendary venues uh, in and around the country. So we've uh, we've we've already obtained most of that uh, nostalgia from that side of things. However, in wrestling, yeah, I think we'd like to play. Uh, I think we'd like to. To defend our belts at uh, at the uh, Enterprise Center. All right, cool. So you guys mentioned being musicians. Um, what kind of music genre do you guys pertain to? Well, uh, you know, it's uh, it's folk, pop folk. You know, uh, classical jazz. Yeah, pop folk, classical jazz, and with uh, in- infusions of. Uh, uh, R&B melodies R&B and drum circles Yep uh, Hippie drum circles Yeah No um, <laughs> We uh, we we play a little bit of The The metal And When you hear our music hit That's real special for us Because we wrote that song And we, we performed that song And It's great because That just helps us to get that level of amped, you know, uh, that music hits and we're, we're in the staging area and it just, the adrenaline just starts pumping, man. And Yeah, I mean, how many other tag teams out there are completely self-contained? We come off of our own music. We, we wrote that. So we, we handle all our own stuff. We're pretty, uh, we're, we're renaissance men. <laughs> I've heard guys attempt to do their own theme, you know, with a band, but you guys are definitely the first I heard of that did your own entrance, you know, recorded it, and then came out to it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you can find the band on Spotify. You can look up Make Me Break Me. Uh, the, the band is actually doing a benefit show for a young man named Christopher Batsell coming up the, the weekend before our DeSoto show. So we're going to be... Uh, there at Foo Bar in St. Louis um, on January 12th. Yeah, we're still semi-active in the music world, but uh, our heart's in wrestling these days. Yep. I thought I asked because I told Luke, I said, tell these two I'm going to ask off-the-wall questions, and it's non-wrestling related. Okay, so in music, who do you find the most appealing and who do you find the most annoying? <laughs> In music, who do I find the most appealing, and who do I find the most annoying? Um, well, I would say the most appealing would probably be uh, there's, there's a band out right now that I really enjoy called Don Bronco. I'm a big fan of them. They kind of groove, rock, dancey rock stuff, which I like quite a bit. Uh, as far as annoying. You know, honestly, even as a heel, I have to honestly say that there's not a whole lot of people out there that really annoy me in the music world because I believe that anybody that has the balls to get up there and do what they love to do uh, deserves my respect. So uh, that's in the music world. Now, in the wrestling world, that's a totally different story. I could, I could, run, down, I could run down wrestlers all day that I would, that I would love to just... All annoying straight to their face, but in the music world, 
uh, respect for the artistry. Uh, so there's there's really nobody out there that I wanna that I wanna put on the old hot seat. I'd have to agree with that. Yeah. You guys wanna hear a funny story? Speaking of like, because I'm I'm from New York, so we're very picky about like what music we like, what we don't like. Just hear like a thousand musicians on the subway or whatever, you know, come to Madison for a well, Mary Mary had to give Zayla on Hot 97 and she goes, okay, spit a rhyme for me, please. You know, make me believe. And she, after two lines, Mary Mary goes, you kind of bullshit me. That, that sounded like the worst vanilla ice bullshit I've ever heard in my life. And I was like, see, I mean, like, in the musician world, it's like, okay, we were very, like I said, we're very sick. But I just thought I'd, I'd relay that story because I, it had me cracking up laughing because I was on the way to work and they replayed the, the tape of Iggy trying to rap. And she was like, wait, no. She's like, try another line, please. And it was, I believe Mary J. Blige was the guest that was coming on after. Like, how do you follow Mary J. Blige? But anyway, enough r and talk. Well, enough r and talk. Um, so, what's the deal with the likely heroes? I... I think they're kind of a thorn in your guys' side, in my opinion. Well, I wouldn't really call them a thorn in our side. Um, more like uh, an, a fly, right? An annoying fly that just continues to get in your face. Uh, they, they they keep popping up. They won't stay down. You know, they got a lot of heart, which is going to be their downfall, you know, they're, they're just going to get themselves hurt because they just don't know when to stop, right, and we, we, we keep squashing them, right, but they just won't stay, stay put. Yeah, we've, uh, we've thrown them into barricades, we've zip-tied them, we've beat them up in front of their mom, we've broke their fingers. Allegedly. Ooh. Allegedly broke their fingers, uh... <laughs> You know, it's uh, it, it's just they keep coming back, they keep coming back, they keep coming back, and uh, you know, we just keep keep beating them up. So I'd have to say that thorn in the side isn't really it. It's more just uh, a minor nuisance. Now, for punishment, aren't they? Yeah, they really are, man. They they take a beating very well. Uh, yeah, there's a good compliment for those kids. They take a beating really well. Well, they must be experts because, I mean, look at you guys just keep shoving the titles in there. Well, not shoving the titles, but just waving it in their face. They're just close as you're going to get to our titles, is what I would say, because honestly, they are unlike the heroes because they always fall short, apparently, yeah. from what I've seen. They do, man. I they mean, just, uh, they, they try so hard. Sorry, the inner manager in me just wanted to know why someone would come back from why someone would be wanting to get pinned down one, two, three, or you know get beat up in front of their mothers. I mean, come on, that's pretty. That's like saying, oh, I like getting the belt as a child. No, and my like I said, my show has no boundaries. So if if you know, calling all taxes as you know, the it sounds please because I like I like seeing some of your stuff, guys, because but from what I've seen you guys are very resourceful, very smart. You know 
the quick tags don't always work, so you, you're very methodical about your matches. And it's like, I watch the Unlikely Heroes, it's like, you know, blowing hot air can only work so long. It's like Granny's favorite football team, which I will not mention because I don't want to jinx it, but, you know, her favorite football team is the Chiefs, which I... Of course! Go Chiefs. That's the old Missouri team right there. Missouri. It's the old Missouri team. Yep, thankfully. I mean, after... Five years of watching the Rams never win a damn game. You get kind of used to watching the Chiefs. Yeah. I don't know, fellas. Like, it's it's like, um, oh, how do I put this? You say you guys are the team, the very rare team that backs up what they actually say. And that's a very, that's a rarity now in wrestling. They say, well, you're going to hold these titles? And by God, you guys held the titles. So, yeah. Hmm. Is. Why do they? Why do they keep torturing themselves as to we're we're coming after you guys and and they are it's like the chase that never ends. You guys always get away, some kind of shape or form. A win is a win. So I was just you know I was always, always like to say is uh you can say what you're gonna do, but it matters what you do in that ring. So unlikely mm-hmm. heroes, my friend, please take notice. Those championships are going to remain as a part of the mercenaries, the Art City mercenaries. Just saying, it's just sorry. I uh, I tend to get carried away, fellas. But if you, speaking of the managing realm, if you had to pick a manager to be aligned with you, past present, okay, you had the choice of Cornette, Heenan, Ted Bobby. Sensational Sherry, Sean, Paul Heyman. Who would you guys align yourselves with and why? Oh, 100% for me, Paul Heyman. I'm a Paul Heyman guy. Yeah, absolutely. And that guy, he knows how to pump you up, man. I mean, look what he did for Brock Lesnar. Curtis Axel? Look what he did for Curtis Axel. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no. Paul Heyman's a really good, uh, really good example of somebody that can talk up his clients, but also not completely run down who he's talking about, and that's important because uh, you know if you're just beating up jobbers, what's the point of facing jobbers? Mm-hmm. You know, he's just got that iconic voice, man. Yeah, he's really good. He's really, really good. Hey, think about it, fellas. He's kind of like some people compare him to how Bobby the Brain Heenan was when Bobby Heenan was running around managing for God, man, Hercules Hernandez and Warlord and all these guys that, like you said, he did a great job of hyping them up and building them up. It's just like goodness grief. Oh, yes, and I almost forgot. Andre the Giant and Yeah, yeah, and, and the thing to... about Heenan the good thing about Heenan was he was around at a time where uh you could get away with a little bit more than you can get away with now. So he was able to uh really, really do what he wanted to do and he was able to shine 
under circumstances that would be a lot harder to shine under today. So I definitely give it up for uh, the old school prowess of Bobby the Brain Heenan for sure. Okay, fellas. So I already asked the question about what your mindset was going into January 19th. I mean, honestly, if I were you two, I wouldn't be too worried about it. I mean, you guys got this on lock. So help, you know, what happens, happens. In the wrestling world, they always say good champions always defend their titles. And some people may not think you have the reputation of uh, defending said championship. Some people may think mm, these guys are just saying things to hear their own voice. I just, I completely disagree with some of my Instagram folks. I, I don't think they're saying things to hear their own voice. I think they're champions, and I believe that champions defend titles, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. We're not afraid to defend them. Exactly. So, you guys have it coming up two Saturdays from now, January 19th, DeSoto Knights of Columbus Hall. It says here the doors open at 7 p.m., bell time of 8. Correct. Adult tickets are $10 no. advance and $15 a day of the event. So, y'all, we're missing out. I, I live in New York. I'm still But if you don't catch these two gentlemen, the tag team champions of Dynamo Pro, by the way, the Honor City Mercenaries was face-to-face for punishment, a.k.a. the unlikely heroes. Fellas, is there any words you would like to say to your opponents two weeks from now? I mean, it's way far out, but is there any words of encouragement, words of um, wisdom towards the unlikely heroes? <laughs> tape your fingers together, Ricky. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, tape your fingers. Allegedly. <laughs> Some accuse you of low blows. I, I heard some of their promos saying that you guys used the low blow to get a victory. I don't see anything wrong as long as the referee doesn't see it, doesn't, you know, what he doesn't see doesn't hurt him. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's exactly right. Um, you know, referee doesn't see it. That ain't illegal. It's only illegal if you get caught. It's only cheating if you get caught. And as the yeah, late only great Eddie Gurner only- used to say, you got to cheat to win. <laughs> They, they claim said this time's going to be different. No, that's the same old tune. They keep singing it to themselves. The same, it's going to be different. I never hey, understand you know, that. Train, never. These guys, these guys kind of remind me of the villains there at WFC because you know how they like to cheat. We also have a group of guys. We have the heroes and the villains at WFC, and those villains, you know. They always like to play dirty, you know, and I know like what you guys said, you know, and you know, it's only cheating if you get caught and, you know, they have a way of, of uh, not getting caught sometimes, but yeah, you guys really need to come to wrestling for a cause. I mean, granny would love to meet you in person. Cause I even have my own personalized granny holster wrestling for a cause shirt and my original granny holster says what you gonna do when granny holster goes crazy on you i need you guys <laughs> at wfc because i need some new blood to talk some smack to you guys would be a lot of fun i think at wfc there in in oklahoma 
Well, like we said, we'd be happy to look into it, and uh, we'll see what we can do. We'd be happy to come on down there and uh, talk some smack with you, Granny. Well, I I would love to talk smack right back at you. (laughs) You know, fellas, like I said, enter at your own risk, bring earplugs, and, uh, you know, I I just say that because Granny sings off-key, so that way... I don't sing, B-Train. I do not sing, guys. Don't (laughs) listen to him. I do not sing when I'm handcuffed to somebody. You do so. Why, that manager was telling all the other managers, including Sylvester Fox, why Sylvester Fox tells me that you bully him on the show. I do boo him. I give him all sorts of grief. and I've never even met the man, and I give him all sorts of grief all over the radio. You know, that's. That's Granny's job to give you bad guys lots of grief, and I and I'm good at what I do. Grief, grief, you give us nightmares. Granny gives. I love you too, Big Train. He's only he's only doing this, guys, because he because I'm his co-host on his podcast. You know, that's why he's only giving me lots of grief because he knows that he can. I know it's all in good fun, B Train. It is. But, Grady Boy, am I glad you not around when I managed? That would have been really bad. Oh, honey, I would have I would have had a lot of fun giving you grief when you were a manager. That would have been a blast. From your stories that you told me, I would have loved to have been around when you were a manager. Oh, but anyways, we're getting off track here, guys. Um, I believe task is at hand in two weeks in DeSoto. And I have a feeling you guys will walk in Tag Team Champions and you will walk out Tag Team Champions. I know. That's the LaFleur prediction. It is. It is a very, very plausible, you know, Prediction. Sorry, I'm flying four hours straight. Uh, You're cutting in and out, B Train. You must be in a bad spot. I think you said, Do you have any last questions for the Arch City Mercenaries? I don't have any questions, but, you know. Well, on that note, we greatly appreciate you all's time. Thank you very much for having us on. We're looking forward to seeing everybody in DeSoto on the 19th as we defend our belts against the unlikely heroes. Feel free to give us a follow on the Internet. We both have Twitter accounts. I'm at Tony Esteem with an underscore between Tony and a theme. And I'm at LaFleur underscore Jimmy. That's J-I-double-M-I. And LaFleur as in you're about to hit LaFleur. LaFleur. And, uh, yeah, we we appreciate you all having us on. And uh, we look forward to maybe doing it again. Well, thanks for being on, guys. All right. Well, it was nice chat with y'all, and we'll see you down the road. Okay.
Sorry, guys, for that. It was bad reception in Iowa. That's what I was afraid of. Hello? Hello? No, I can't hear him. Hello, guys? How's it going? Testing one, two. How's it going? Sorry, guys, for that. Uh, I apologize. I can't really hear anyone because I reception is on Iowa, so. Oh. Is anyone hearing me? Hello? Well, I apologize for that, guys. This is very awkward. Um, We're in Iowa, so I can barely hear anybody. One second. Hello? No internet connection. Great. I try on your phone, dude. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Try it. Hello? Hi, hello? Bad fucking service. Hello? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Hold on. Hello?
Hello? Hello? Can you guys hear me? Hello? There's no internet connection. It's not loading. Hello? Hello? Unable is not able during this call. Just stop and they had reception. We're not even anywhere. Hello? Because they don't have cellular, cellular data. Seems like I can turn it on. Gotta be in a city, come on. Hello? Back into the woods? That's why I wish we had it in Des Moines. Even then, it's still city's reception. Hello? Guys, I apologize for having bad reception. Granny, if you would like to fill in questions while you can hear, 
That'd be great. It's got full bars. Hello? What's up, ladies and germs? It's good old B-Train. And I would like to apologize to my guest, Jimmy LaFleur, and Tony Esteem. Thank you guys for coming on my show. I know it took a while for me to get back on. The reception was pretty bad. But the point is, I'm here to close out the show on a fairly decent note, folks. Danny Hulkster, I know that um, you did your best to cover for the show, and I, I thank you for that. About to head into Central Empire State Wrestling, where I'll be joined by the Buffet Club, Buffet Wrestling Club. Should be fun. Excuse me. Pardon me. Just came into a town called Atacuma, Iowa. If I pronounce that wrong, 
you guys have horrible reception. You just gonna say what Jericho said. You just made the list. Did you guys have cell phone tires around this fucker? Jesus Christ. Anyways, as I was saying, thank you guys for coming on to the show. Last 24 sec or minutes. Gonna hear good old B train ramble, but uh, I would like to report Wrestle Kingdom. Wow, what a match between Naito and Jericho! Very physical before the bell. I mean, Jericho Jericho gave Naito a run for his money, but in the end, Naito proved point that batter up with a kendo stick always works. In Japan, for Wrestle Kingdom, that is. Cody Rhodes versus Juice. I mean, I would have hoped that things would have gotten much better. I apologize once again to my guests on the show. You guys are amazing. So, here's the thing. If you didn't watch Wrestle Kingdom, there are snippets of it on the Ring of Honor Website, also New Japan's website as well. It was amazing, to say the least. And I feel like I should have watched the whole thing before I reported it. But here it is, folks. I'm about to head into Bridgeview Center, Central of Parasites Wrestling. So, going to be amazing. So you want a hell of a competitor in Kurt Cannon. And, uh, well, folks, there's always a silver lining 